Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Once again, it is the Outside Podcast on the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. I am your host, Theo Royster. Chill ride, chill vibe as always. Uh, not too chill for those of you that those persons with uteruses in America. Not a great weekend for you, but I've said on my Twitter, if you follow me on other podcasts that I'm involved in, uh, you're all loved, you're all supported. Uh, I cannot speak for the entirety of my colleagues at Liberty Ballers, but a thousand percent, I am here to support whatever you persons with uteruses need. Um, yeah, just hit me up, Twitter, support. However I can help, just let me know. In the meantime, um, that's, that, Dave, that's a terrible transition. And that's, that is a terrible transition to go from that piece of horrific news talking about the Sixers and what they did on draft night. Like, although, I don't know, may, maybe maybe we'll smooth this out. Let's see what we can do. Dave, how you doing? I have Dave <laughs> on. Uh, a, that was a great intro. Thank you. Terrible, that was a terrible transition. That was not one of my strongest, but hey, it's the first podcast I've had to do since that decision. So you know what? I had to at least recognize it and acknowledge it. So, you know. That, speaking, that's, speaking out for what's right, you know, it doesn't matter if we were smooth. That's just what I do here. You know, I, I'm the senior black correspondent at Liberty Ballers. I, I, I tackle a wide range of political and social topics. So you know what? I'll, I'll take it. That's fine. Uh, so Sixers had their draft last week. They didn't select a player. They traded for one. And that comes in the form of Mr. DeAnthony Melton. I got to say, I was a fan of this trade. I am a fan of this trade. I like what DeAnthony Melton brings to the Sixers in terms of his defense and a shooting ability uh dave what, what do you think about the what do you think about the move yeah i thought it was a strong move i thought the chances that uh he's going to make the lineup are a lot better than whoever they would have selected at 23 there was a part of me emotionally that was disappointed they didn't wind up with like the, the 42nd pick in that draft yeah uh, as well just so you could uh grab one of those guys that we spent a lot of time looking at some of them who slid EJ Liddell, Kendall Brown, a few other names. I think, um, Jalen. Seriously, how, you know what? We do all that work for the front office and we help them scout these players and they just, they just don't, they just don't heed our advice. They don't listen to us. Like I'm starting to feel a certain kind of way about that. You know, they should have listened to us on Al Horford. They should have listened to us on a <laughs> lot of things. <laughs> they just, they're just, they're just bereft of listening to people on the site here. That's okay. It's fine. That's all right. Uh, we'll, we'll support you either way, but yeah, back to D 
DeAnthony Melton. One of the things that I kind of see in Melton, just from the defensive side of the ball, we'll get to his offense in a second. But when people talked about that, like dog mentality, those that scrapper mentality, I definitely see that in DeAnthony Melton. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I agree. The Sixers, we we talked a lot about heart, hustle, spirit, toughness, three and D two way potential. So pretty much all those talking points that have been with us since mid-May when they were ousted unceremoniously, uh, yeah. he, he brings in droves. I like him. Um, sort of an explosive two-way player. You know, his right off the bench, he can come in. You talk about those, like, microwave bench scorer archetypes, like a Lou Williams in his prime. But Mellon comes at it from the 3 and D perspective where he gets a lot of steals, but unlike um, Matisse Thibel, not to pick on him, he's more likely to hit a three, and he, he'll take some pretty ambitious pull-up threes as well. So I think he could change the game with his impact on that end. Currently, I don't know how long this will last, but currently they have two of the leaders in the league in deflections and steals in both Melton and Thibel. So if they, if they wind up keeping those two, there'll be some pretty interesting possibilities. I did not know that. Look at look at you bringing bringing stats and numbers into the podcast that I always always appreciate. Um, Melton, he's another one of those players that Daryl has loved over the years. So when you talk about DeAnthony Melton, you talk about James Harden, you talk about PJ Tucker, who we'll have to see what happens with him. Uh, Daryl, I, I saw a I saw a meme online the other day, and it was like. Philadelphia Rockets, and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? If Daryl's trying to recreate the Rockets here in Philly, I'm on board with that because they were one Chris Paul injury away from an NBA championship and or NBA Finals appearance. And when you look at the landscape of the East, I mean, I still don't know if there's like a set like, oh, this it's definitely this team. I can definitely say that about Milwaukee. I can kind of say that about Boston. I listen. I'm sorry, Heat fans. I'm still, I'm still a hater. I just, I can't see it from Miami. I just, I just can't. I don't. Maybe I don't know if, if Kyrie finds his way there. We'll get to him in the second half of the podcast. But like as constructed, you know, you live by the three, you die by the three. Miami certainly died by the three in that playoff. So with Melton coming in, and if Maury wants to recreate the Rockets, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Yeah, I think those 2018 Rockets would beat a handful of NBA champions over the last 15 years um, without Chris Paul's injury. I think they were one of the best teams, them falling short, but outplaying the 2018 Golden State Warriors is pretty incredible. So if the idea is, in theory, you're swapping in Joel Embiid for Clint Capella and taking lesser versions of James Harden, um, not the worst thing you could do. I don't know who Tyrese Maxey is playing in this scenario, but – Tyrese Maxey's Eric Gordon. That's who he is. And we'll get to Eric Gordon in a second, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So plenty to like about that, you know, finding some values. And DeAnthony Milton wasn't on that team, but he was someone that they drafted in that year, right? So You're seeing a lot of these players that come from those types of front offices with, like, DeAnthony Milton and guys coming out of the – G League and thriving like Robert Covington. Just remember, Covington started in Houston. So that's kind of where he was found. And I, there's quite a tree of like 
legit late round, second round G League players coming from Houston. And we say it all the time. Daryl loves to play within the margins. And once again, it just seems like he just came up aces on this one. Yeah, I think the very analytically minded front offices, they look at things like three and D potential. They probably figure if you get a guy who could only shoot and only, you know, play some D you could make up the value that another team might pay a lot of money for in a player like maybe Marcus Morris, who does some other things. You're paying the extra $10 million for his ability to put the ball on the floor and things like that. Right. Where if you have only $9 million, $8 million to spend, maybe a guy like Melton, and he's much shorter than Danny Green. He's about 25 pounds lighter. But you do wonder with his defensive prowess, is he able to take on some of those assignments? His wingspan is only an inch shorter than Danny Green's. Can he take on some of those assignments at the three and play alongside Tyrese Maxey and James Harden? I don't know. Maybe I, I guess we'll learn that pretty soon. They might not know the answer either and just feel that the value is is well enough there to, to find it out and figure it out on the fly. And what you said about some of these rotations is interesting because basically DeAnthony Milton comes right in and he pretty much assumes the role that Danny Green would still be serving were it not for his ACL injury, which is why – it was an even greater trade for the Sixers because number one, they get somebody healthy. They get a body in there. They get somebody that's about 10 years younger. Who's I, I don't know, kind of the same player as Danny green. Yes. Well, Danny green, you're a lot more comfortable with his open three point shot shooting. I mean, one of the best three point corner, three shooters in history. Whereas Memphis fans will tell you the reason you've got Melton is because their coaching staff and our Sean Kennedy did a good job interviewing um, Sean Coleman today. Shout out Sean Kennedy. I listened to that. That was really good. Yeah, a pair of must-read Sean's today on our site. So, uh, you know, they'll they'll talk about that. Well, Melton shot three of 21 on wide-open threes in the playoffs this year. So, clearly, they didn't feel that they could trust him to knock down wide-open threes at a clip where they were going to keep him and they wanted to take this high upside shot. We could quibble about the value they got in that trade. I don't hear a ton of players. A lot of people are saying the Sixers got a great deal here. I don't see a ton of people saying that the Memphis Grizzlies really messed up. Maybe because, you know, Roddy has some upside and they're wondering what he could bring and they're giving them the benefit of the doubt. But it is interesting that they made this deal. And I guess some of it is just simply the concerns that Melton is not a guy that you could absolutely plug in and expect him to knock these three-pointers down. From that perspective, I, it sounds like you don't think Melton's going to start because if he's not, then I'm wondering. So you're looking at it's just this straight-up Harden, Maxi, Harris, if they went into the, If they went into the year as currently constructed now, I'd like his chances of starting, even though it would be pretty, pretty freaking small, right? But yeah. With all of these other dominoes still to fall, we, you know, was it Mark Stein who left breadcrumbs that maybe James Harden will opt out in the, in the end and take just enough of a discount to let them open up a big MLE and target a guy like P.J. Tucker, in which case I, I think he would start. And that would be the right move because he can guard up pretty well. True. Um, he's a good player to switch. And then Melton would get a lot of minutes. You know, he'd be your sixth man. I suppose, but maybe not your closer. 
it seems like, and now we're going to talk about some of these free agents. It seems like the Sixers are kind of lasered in on PJ Tucker. There's been report after report after tweet after uh, fax after carrier pigeon that comes across my desk, and it's just like, oh, the Sixers are prepared to offer him like three years, thirty million, and I'm like, first of all, three years for a guy that's thirty-seven. Ah, eh, well, let's, let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. We'll see <laughs> if we can do something better with that money. But if it's PJ Tucker that they're kind of focused on, I, I, I like what PJ Tucker brings to the team, but I feel like the Sixers should be looking at all avenues. I feel like they're just kind of targeted on one. Very difficult to talk about because it depends on so many things. James Harden opting in or out, how much right. room there is. Are they going to trade Tobias Harris, in which case you have plenty of room, and then it doesn't matter quite as much what Harden does. Then finally you get to the point where you're talking about Tucker on this team. Can he help? I think absolutely, and Joel Embiid said it out loud. But on the other hand, if you read a piece like Jackson Frank wrote, you're looking at how he's an absolutely perfect fit in Miami and their switch-everything system. All the best basketball he's ever played has been in a switch-heavy lineup. We're a little bit closer to what the Milwaukee Bucks do, where you play a lot of drop coverage because you've got a really dominant rim protector. So it would be a different system, not the most seamless fit. So do you want to hard cap yourself? Do you want to lose a player like maybe Matisse Seibel if you had to to make this happen? Uh, what could you get for an alternative $6 million MLE instead uh, and the ability to not be hard capped and let Daryl Morey have plenty of creativity and wiggle room throughout the NBA season? So there's so many moving parts that just going all in for Tucker or bust doesn't seem like the move. And I think was it Paul Hudrick who wrote a piece essentially saying they're probably not Hudrick. They're, they're probably not Tucker or bust despite him being a very, very, good fit atop their list, but they probably have like 12 alternatives they're pursuing. And I think Daryl Morey basically said as much after the draft. I, I know they just traded for DeAnthony Melton, but I'm still not against the idea of bringing in somebody like Gary Harris in here and then just telling Matisse Thibault, like, listen, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a hell of a comp to try to live up to, but we need you to be our PJ Tucker. Maybe not from the three point shooting perspective, but like, pounding, harassing positions one through four. Like, that's that's kind of what we need from you right now. And then we'll just fill out the rest of the shooting later. And if you can improve on your shot, like, that's gravy. But if you can kind of be our version of P.J. Tucker, then, like, that would be, like, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Tucker fills a lot of holes because right now you're looking at Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Durant, and you're asking yourself, who's going to guard these triple threat wings right now? And there's Gary Harris is not really an answer to that question, so I'm not sure what they do. All right, so now we are going to take a little bit of a breather. We're going to satisfy some of the sponsors. This is the Out of Sight Podcast and the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. Uh, we're going to come back and uh, s- some exciting news from uh, the, 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 the borough that Dave used to uh, do content for, uh, and we'll get into that in just a second. It is the Out of Sight Podcast and Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. We'll be right back after a message from these words. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is the Outside Podcast, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, home to all of your favorite box media podcasts regarding the Philadelphia 76ers. And speaking of the Sixers and other teams in the Eastern Conference, Dave, I don't know if you've been watching, paying attention, reading things on Twitter, but I mean, aside from the newest news that Kyrie is going to opt in to his $37 million player option, I think it's $37 million. There was a chance there where the Brooklyn Nets could have lost KD and Kyrie. Like it was, it was panic time in Brooklyn, pretty much. Yeah, Nets fans were panicking because it seemed like Joe Sy, their owner, was prepared to hit the eject on the team with the fourth best finals odds in the East right now per Vegas. Right. Which would be crazy because they don't even own their picks. They're all in Houston. So Houston was salivating here at the idea that they were just going to blow it all up. Um, Kyrie opts in, as you can follow on like on Twitter, a lot of Lakers fans are still saying, hey, the dream's not dead. There's a lot of opt-in and trade scenarios here. Um, which is- Lakers, Lakers fans, just they, they, they have so much optimism to give, and I just feel bad for them sometimes. That they just, their, their hopes are just dashed all the time. Like I know they won the championship a couple of years ago, but that was in the bubble. I don't, personally, I don't really count that. That's just me. Well, don't they have like the most championships ever aside from Boston and yeah, yeah. so never you know ending what? stream of free agents? I don't feel bad for them at all. You know what, Lakers fans? Yeah, exactly. You know what, Lakers fans? You'll be all right. Just 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 throw some dirt right. on it. Wait just throw some dirt on it. You'll be all right. Yeah. Um, just wait for wait for Giannis to opt out. You'll be fine. Um, I was disagreeing a little bit in our Slack with some other Liberty Ballers because I was saying this is not a good thing for the Sixers. Kyrie opting in because most likely now he's going to be there. Uh, and while it's never a short thing that he's going to play in all the games that they're just another team that could knock the Sixers out of the playoffs and the vibes between Kyrie and ownership right now may not be great, but the vibes in the locker room are probably just a, you know, a 20 and 10 start away from being fine. They'll have some, some chips to trade. They can trade one of Joe Harris or Seth Curry along with a couple of the Sixers picks 2023 and 2027 if they want to bring in even more help. So I think it's a good day to be a Nets fan. Before Kyrie opted in, of of course, we're all about scenarios and Kyrie divulged his uh, teams that he wants to play for list. And when I saw the Sixers on that list, I thought to myself, Oh God, Oh dear Lord Jesus. No, anything but that. (laughs) I thought it was great. I, I thought I wondered for a moment. Dave, did, he, did he add it on? Come there? on, man. Did, did he? I wondered if he added it on there just for maximum shock value. Like we spent the entire night of the draft talking about Kyrie Irving. Is that an accident? Like that seems to happen with him more than a, any other player. So when you pictured like him playing with James Harden or Harden going back to Brooklyn or Ben Simmons, it, it was just all a lot. Um, Anytime you can be named on a short list from a star who might be available, I think is a good thing. And I would have welcomed him. The Sixers could have got him for the right price. Like there was rumors. I, that, <laughs> go ahead. 
I would not have. I would not have welcomed him at all. Even on the MLE that we were hearing, he might go play $30 million less to join the Lakers. There's no way he's taking, there's no way he was taking an MLE to play anywhere. No way. What about some of these deals we're hearing for Tobias Harris and Matisse Seibel? The return, the returns I'm hearing about are not as good as Kyrie Irving. We'll we'll get, we'll get it. We'll get into all the fake trades. We'll get there. Just trust me. Um, I, I'm sorry, but if I I'm not getting a new number eleven jersey for Kyrie Irving, that number is specifically uh, reserved for Drew Holiday and or James Ennis. So sorry, yes. Kyrie, like you're not you're not doing that. You're not tainting <laughs> the legend of the number eleven in this town. You're just not. We won't stand for it. Yeah, fair. <laughs> the the when everything was coming down the pipe. And it was panic time in Brooklyn. People were picketing outside the Barclays Center. That's not true. I'm just saying it may have happened. Um, I thought I thought about like throwing in, you know, fake Kevin Durant deals. I'm just thinking to myself, okay, I don't want Kyrie, but I will move heaven and earth to put KD on the same team as James Harden and Joel Embiid. I will do whatever necessary. Like Daryl, you need 20. I got a 20 on that. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, obviously, but, like, I just didn't think it was even, you know, if Kevin Durant were to hit the market, there's no way that a, a Tobias Harris-Tyrese Maxey package is going to top the market. Yeah, that's the, the Sixers can offer so much in a Durant deal because you think Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, Jaden Springer, Isaiah Joe, they still have some first-round draft picks to throw in, and – they they get somebody that can they can, that can play right now in Harris. They can flip Harris for you know whatever other expiring contracts, first round picks to a contender, and then they still have Maxi and a boatload of picks to build off of because you know that that worked so well the first time when you know they gave the Celtics all their picks for one big three, and then they did it again for another big three. That that seems to be their move now. So you know what let's. Get, Let's give Brooklyn a whole bunch of picks and then have them waste them a couple of years later. There was a period of time in the day where the odds that DeAndre Ayton was going to become a net went shooting up. So I guess someone thought that if they did make a big trade, that they would target like, I don't know, Ayton in a sign trade of some sort. All right. DeAndre Ayton is kind of a better return package than Tobias Harris. I'm not going to lie. Well, if they were if they were to actually shop KD, I mean, I don't think that Harris, Maxi, and all the picks the Sixers have left, which is not a lot, it's very few, would have even gotten them a conversation past. No thanks. Let me so, think. Aiton, Cameron Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, uh, Mikhail Bridges, couple of first round picks, or just Devin one beginning with Devin Booker. They're, they're no. Come on, like if you're trade, if you're the Suns, you're not trading away Devin. You're not exchanging Devin Booker for Kevin Durant. If, the, if anything, if you're trying to put those was, two together. You would try to put them together, but if the alternative was Aiton and Bridges and Cam Johnson, at some point you might say, "Well, maybe we just do Durant for Booker, and now we have Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, and all of the rest of our core." Just start and just make the trade for Aiton. Just have. Have start Dario at center. Who cares at that point? You have Durant and Devin Booker, like and Chris Paul. Like, what more do you need at that point? And then the top, the top worry was Miami. So I don't know what they were going to offer Jimmy Butler for Durant. Uh, yeah, they they had the best odds to get him for like a few hours. Adebayo, 
Harrow. Yeah. Duncan Robinson, maybe. I guess add a one beginning with out of bio and hero. Yeah, it was just it was a fun it was a fun time for maybe like ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then Kyrie opted in and just just the the trade the the traffic to the trade machine just kind of shut down. <laughs> yeah, that I mean Lakers fans are still playing it, but most people are just ready to accept that we're going to see some Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons at some point. I remember seeing some like KD to Portland stuff in the mix. I'm like, wait, okay, who the hell is who the hell are the Trailblazers going to offer up that comes close to uh, an, an equal kind of a deal? Yeah, I don't know. I, even Dame was tweeting it out, so I guess something beginning with Anthony Simons and every pick ever. <laughs> Literally every first round draft pick until like 2035. Yeah, Simons, their seventh pick sharp, uh, and just all the picks. Now that some of these dominoes have fallen a little bit, like the draft is over, teams are starting to reshape their rosters a little bit more. Um, what's the best case scenario that could come down the pipeline? Obviously, like Harden opting out to take a deal with less money to like spread the wealth a little bit. And maybe we get PJ Tucker in here, but are there any other real names that people are kind of talking about? I haven't really heard of any. It's just it's it's all it's all been PJ Tucker. Well, there's still the the Bradley Beal domino to fall, and they're saying that he's going to stay. He's going to opt out and sign a five year deal. He would be one of your best case scenarios where Harden opts out, takes ten million less this coming season, thirty eight million, so you can sign and trade him somehow using this unattractive Tobias Harris, Matisse Thiebel package. Um, magically, Washington goes for it. And then you have your MLE to flesh out the roster. But yeah, I think, I think Harden opting out is where it begins. And getting to that larger non-taxpayers MLE, which is $10.3 million. Uh, if you could get Harden all the way down to $38 million, you might be able to also get your biannual exception. But then Harden's just making $120 million on a three-year deal. I don't see him going for that, no matter what Michael Rubin said to him. Or, so, the, or, or any Zach Levine possibilities, which, you know, that just continues to, for me to be, like, a trigger. I'm just like, no, no Zach Levine, no. Yeah, those are your quickly fading, never were very realistic pie-in-the-sky scenarios for sure. Just adding, like, basically a fourth star and just going all supernova scorers with Maxi Harden, Levine, and Embiid. Um, but other than that, uh, I think you're looking at like a $6.3 million MLE. And if you can't get Tucker, oh, unbelievable. that's about we're it. St- we're still waiting for some of this stuff to fall and just like waiting for people to blink. Like we're, do, why does it feel like we're playing chicken with like half the league right now? I'm, I'm just worried that some team is plotting on some weird way to get a super team when the Sixers are looking a little bit too closely at ways to get P.J. Tucker. Like, um, somehow Minnesota is going to treat for Bradley Beal, and we're all going to be like, what? how the hell did that happen? Yeah, you're always worried that that you're going to over – like, when we heard the Tobias Harris deal happen, and then, like, a few days later, they got someone got Otto Porter for, like, a few second-round picks, and we're like, what? Unbelievable. Or, or, or my favorite, what the hell, why didn't we do that trade, the, the T.J. Warren deal? Like, what – what Indiana gave up for TJ Warren for for bubble TJ Warren? That that still sticks in my craw to this day. Bubble TJ Warren is a Hall of Famer. Bubble TJ Warren is a first ballot Hall of Famer. 
first ballot unanimous Hall of Famer. Yeah, but he, Ben Simmons, <laughs> all his defensive player of the year buzz, I mean, he put up 50 in the bubble. Just went right away. Just went right out the window with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, right. he's a possibility on that $6 million MLE. He really is. So maybe we, can, him. maybe we can make up for lost time on TJ Warren. Yeah, maybe, maybe he drops low enough and the Sixers could say, look, we have a $2 million vet min to offer, but this is the only one in the NBA where you're basically going to be a plug-and-play starter from day one. Do you want that type of role? And right. maybe someone goes for it. TJ, do you want to start? Here's $2 million. Want to be a starting small forward in the NBA? No one is giving you any kind of money for, like, just to, to be a starter or to get maybe more than, like, 15, 20 minutes off the bench. Like, I don't 20, think any. 28 minutes a game is yours if you can do it. <laughs> 28 minutes a game is yours for $2 million. Just take it, and then you can secure your bag next year. Yeah, they, they'll have some, uh, some roles to sell here for sure whenever they start talking about there will be and vetmans. There will be bags to secure after next season if you win, if you're the missing piece for a championship here. That's going to be their pitch. <laughs> sign, sign for two million now. Get twenty million next next season. Yeah, get like, money, TJ. Come on, like what Miami said to Oladipo. Exactly. Uh well, this continues to be a fun off season, and we'll just have to see what more apples shake from the tree. Uh, in the meantime, you can always check out everything on the site libertyballers.com. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Royster. Dave is at David underscore early. And he is on top of so many things nowadays. I can't keep track of them all. Like, what, what are you even doing this week? Well, I wrote about if James Harden opts in and doesn't give the Sixers a way to improve around the margins, but ends up on a three-year deal, does that mean that they've essentially prioritized uh, the future more than Joel Embiid's age 28, 29, 30 seasons. Mm. Now, if Harden were to opt out and they get a little wiggle room, you're going all in. Maybe you can bring on a PJ Tucker. Maybe you could bring on a $4 million biannual. And so that might be prioritizing and maximizing your chances to win over the next three years of Embiid's career. Uh, I basically said, no, but the right move is probably what they're doing, especially if they can get James to just take a, a little bit of a haircut. Uh, so I wrote about that. Just a little and, bit, uh, just a little bit off the top. So, yeah, you can find that at Liberty Ballers. I'm on Twitter at David Early, and uh, that's about it. Thank you, Dave, as always, for joining me on the podcast. Uh, until next week, uh, we're going to get out of here. Uh, go Sixers, go Daryl. Let's see what we can do with this roster and improve it for next season because, yeah, Joel, the, the window of Joel Embiid's prime is shrinking. We got to get something out of it. Gotta get something, and it can't just be, well, we'll have max space when you're 31. <laughs> God, that's something I don't want to think about. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, Dave, I'm we're gonna get out of here. We'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, as always, thanks, Dave. Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, Box Media Podcast, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.